Yeah, yeah. I've never ever once made a record like to fit the bill of what the norm is. I've actually made it a point my whole career to stay the fuck away from that. I stay away from trends immediately. Welcome to Elevated Frequencies, the show that gives you access to the next level of house and techno so you can explore an elevated lifestyle. So back this summer, I interviewed DJ and producer Lucati, and he told me this very cool story about how it was his younger brother who actually inspired him to get back into making music after he took a lot of time off. And so I knew I had to go directly to the source and learn about this awesome sibling and artist. Dateless is an artist who fiercely rejects trends and instead makes music that speaks directly to his soul and his roots. Thank you so much for joining me. I kind of feel like I know you already because your brother spoke so highly of you. Yeah, no, it makes sense. We're very, we're quite similar people. I would, I would give them that. I'd give them that. Yeah, for sure. Especially, (laughs) especially like seeing your social media presence. You guys are so good at just stirring up good conversations. It seems like you're like a little more lighthearted and fun and like you have a different brand of trolling, I would say. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I mean, Ruben uh, has mastered the trolling thing. So, I mean, uh, like for me, I don't know. I just kind of, I just stick with what I know and and I just know music that I like, you know, so I just focus all my attention on making the best records I can make. That's, it's pretty simple. I dial it down. I, I simplify my whole life, my whole existence and whatnot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I- I love that. Yeah. And, and you do have some fantastic records. And I want to get into what's inspired your music because it seems like cultural in a way, like you have a lot of like Latin influence. And so is that, is your background kind of what's inspired you to, to create tracks that um, just exemplify your, your cultural history? Cause I, I know you play other music like um, instruments too, right? I, I just like, I do the keyboard, but like, obviously I wouldn't call myself a pianist or anything, but I, I can, I can impress my, myself and anybody just because I look at any instrument as a drum, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't, I don't care about hitting the wrong notes. It's more about how you hit them and, and, and like the space you leave in between each time you hit the note, you know, like that's huge for me. It, that's kind of, it's like a jazz, it's like a jazz mindset, you know, jazz mindset. That's interesting. <laughs> and you're also like a very busy DJ in terms of how you are when you're performing. I mean, that's like, I've seen so many videos of you up there having a great time dancing. That's like gotta be a great way to stay in shape. That's a good point. I never really thought about, I've never looked at it as like, look like a workout, but yeah, you're right. That's, I wonder, I wonder if I should put like a Fitbit on and see how many steps I really take, you know? But I have checked my phone one time and it had said like 30,000 steps. I'm like, that, that's got to be good. That's <laughs> Especially because you're like in one place. It's not like you're walking around somewhere. Like that's just from bouncing up and down behind the decks. That's really cool. I mean, I forgot 
who I was talking to about this recently. Maybe someone sent me something, but it was like, if you aren't inspired by your own music, like if you don't love the music you make and it doesn't give you goosebumps, what are you doing it for? And like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like you really enjoy the product you're putting out there. Uh, 1000%. Yeah. And I, I stand, I stand by exactly what you said. I couldn't have said it better to be honest with you. And so is that, does that really speak to the fact that you as an artist only want, cause I've, I've talked to artists who have said things both ways. Like there's some tracks you need to make because your label tells you to, and you make them. And then there's some tracks that you really put your heart and soul into, but like, are you in the camp of I'm only going to make music that like I myself would dance to? Yeah. Yeah. I've never ever once made a record like to, to like fit the bill of what, the norm is or what is I've actually made it a point my whole career to stay the fuck away from that. I stay away from trends immediately. I don't know why I one I have a friend that called me like recently called me a disruptor. I've never even, I never, it's a new term to me, but I guess that's kind of what I am. I, I go against the grain a bit. Yeah. Like when I see the pack going that way, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go the other way. I think, <laughs> I think that that's really honorable because um, with where we are now in dance music and just any creative endeavor, you, a lot of people feel pressure to succumb to trends and do what's popular and do what's going to get the views. And then, you know, uh, unfortunately a lot of venues conflate like follower count with ticket sales, which is just not true. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of yeah. people think that they need to follow those trends and you're over here saying like, fuck that. Those are the people that follow trends. I just feel like they don't, they haven't sat with themselves long enough to decide what really, what is their intention? What's their vision? Do they have mm -hmm. one? And if you don't, do you want to create one? And if you don't, then yeah, you're just going to follow. You're just going to follow along. Yeah. You know what everyone else is doing and what, whatever anyone else, whatever brings success to, to the majority of DJs. Most people are going to do that. Yeah. Because a lot of people just want a job. But for me, I don't, I never wanted a job to be honest with you. When I was 15 years old, all my friends were starting to get jobs and I was starting to freak out. I was like, don't do not tell me that this is where my life's headed. That now I have to go get a fucking job. I never wanted to get a job. I was, I, I was, and also it's funny that I'm ended up in this craft because I'm not really, I'm not, the, I've never been that interested in technology. I think it's awesome, but I was always the kid to go out, outside. My brother was always like excited to get computers and shit. But I always was outside, just causing havoc out there. <laughs> I, I can see that. I, I think that that comes through in your branding. <laughs> in, a good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. in a good way. That's cool. So so how did you, because um, your brother told me his perspective, you know, of getting started when he was in college and then getting pulled out of it because he felt the pressure to graduate. And then he saw like your success. I didn't realize like you were pretty young when you were doing stuff with Dirty Bird, right? Like a a teenager? Yeah. A teenager? I would say I was like 20 years oh, old, okay. something like Yo, that. That's extremely yeah, young. 20. Yeah. And so, and then that yeah. kind of like inspired him to get back into it. So let's hear like yeah. your side of the story. Like how, how did dance music make an appearance in your life? Yeah. So, I mean, okay. First of all, me and my brother were born out of the womb, just dancing. We came out dancing. Okay. Because my mother from, from very early on would blast salsa music throughout the house while we're little babies. And she would even kind of make it a cute thing of like, all right, I bailar. 
and she'd tell us, Let's go, we're going to dance. And you can imagine just these two little fucking Latin American kids dancing over, you know, dancing to some salsa that's on their radio. So that's how we started. So we've always, dancing has always been like right away. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's why me and him shared a similar interest in this music. We love whatever makes you shut the fuck up and move your waistline, you know, mm-hmm. and just escape with just your body, you know, with the movement, with the motion. And then, but yeah, so and then I went to high school and then in high school, I started getting into, cause all my friends were like kind of getting into like rap and gangster rap and shit. So we were, we were listening to gangster rap. So my initial start of all this was I would start with GarageBand downloading instrumental beats like cool ones. And then I just started writing raps and whatnot. And there's some raps that I wrote and recorded, but my laptop broke. So I never was able to salvage them. And it bums me out to this day. Cause I, I wish there was this one rap that I just wish I could hear again. Cause it's me at 16 years old and it was pretty good too. You know, I actually started getting good at like freestyling and whatnot. But then while I'm doing that, my brother was kind of going, like starting to DJ. And then he introduced me to what he was learning, like he, like like uh, the artist that he was listening to. And what, the one that kind of made me cross over from going like, all right, hip hop's done for me, was when Dead Mouse came out. Mm-hmm. Like he showed me Dead Mouse and then I lost my shit. So I was coming out of high school and he would just be DJing all these cool parties and like getting nightclub gigs and whatnot. So I just always was... I never paid to ever go, like, even to this day, I don't think I can count on my one hand how many times I've ever paid to go to an event. I was always going backstage for free kind of shit. So he introduced me into that world. And uh, long story short for him, he, he just, he got dealt bad cards. He ran into people that kind of were just not, were just not nice people, you know, and were just cutthroat music industry type individuals. And so it discouraged him. He quit. And I don't think he ever expected his little brother to just all of a sudden, like, take it to where he took it. Because my brother for a while kind of gave up on that. And he was pursuing just a normal life uh, with his uh, high school sweetheart at the time. And then I started getting, and then I get signed to Dirty Bird and whatnot. I call my brother and he's like lost his shit. And all of a sudden he started reappearing back in my life. He was inspired again. And then from there on, yeah, then Lucati was born and then I would throw him on features of tracks that I was starting to put out with Tool Room, got him on Tool Room and whatnot. And right from then on, he, he hit the ground running. That's such a cool story. And it's so inspiring to see how like siblings can do that for each other. I, I have a very close relationship with my brother as well. And it's funny you mentioned that you got into writing rap at first. So did he. <laughs> and and I remember, and then he got, and then I, he was messing around with GarageBand too. And then I think Dead Mouse and Skrillex were like his turning point as well. Oh, and okay. so it's a um, very similar story. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And so it's, it's cool though, to see that, like, first of all, this genre is so young, like the fact that that was just what a, a, a little over a decade ago. Right. And now to see you and your brother have these like flourishing careers and you're continuing to grow is so amazing. And I love that there's like, no, and I talked to him about this too. It's like, there's like healthy, of course, like brotherly competition, but you guys seem like you're your biggest supporters. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, there were times where ego did start kind of wedging in between our relationship. And then 
like at one point management got management got involved and and kind of just made the brother like the brotherhood feel a little bit weaker than it than it ever was but with time we've and with all the ups and downs that him and I have been feeling in the industry I think now more than ever we've become stronger than ever like uh, he was just over last night he came over to just smoke some cigarettes and listen to music and just shoot the shit you know so our fr- our brotherhood is definitely stronger than ever and um uh i just hope that the in- the music industry people allow us to jump on that stage together once again because i think that people don't I don't think people have given us enough of a shot and now we're even fucking better than ever, right? So and and it's amazing how long it's taken even Insomniac or anybody to go, all right, let's get fucking dateless and Lucati on the stage. They don't realize that they're missing out on something amazing. And I, and this is not arrogance at all. It's just com it's just confidence. It's just yeah. confidence in our ability of to do what we love the best to the best of our ability, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it doesn't seem like any of that industry politics or BS is deterring you. And I, you, okay, so you said that he came over last night to smoke cigarettes. I have a note here about your branding. I've noticed two things in all of your videos roses, which I love, big fan. I have them tattooed. Wait, you can't, which way? I have roses tattooed all over me, so big fan of the roses. But then you have cigarettes in all of your branding. And I think that that's, it's funny because I don't, like, I feel like nobody smokes cigarettes anymore, but you're like standing 10 toes down on cigarettes being part of your branding. That is so funny. That is such a good point. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I love it. You're like, you are against the grain. Like you definitely are. Yeah. Everybody's doing uh, electronic vaping and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm still smoking cigarettes. Oh my God. Old school. Old school. I love it. So how, but your branding is very cool. Like I had like a serious point. So like, I want to give you your props for it being very unique. Like, between, you know, how you dress, like how your artwork for your, you know, um, singles and everything else you have going on. Is that something that kind of just naturally came to you? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's just been my taste buds evolving over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very flattered that you're saying all that. I mean, I just with branding and stuff, like I'm not, I don't know. It's it's like a bittersweet topic just because there's a part of it that I don't know. Sometimes it seems like it can be some like a superficial, like uh, in, if it's like in like, you know what I mean? Like it can be superficially planned. Right. Whereas for me to be honest, like my branding is actually, I feel like my branding is not really branding. It's just me. Just, Mm -hmm. just being me. I just feel like it's just my authenticity. Just, yeah, there, you know, and that's just what everything you see is just what I believe in or what I like, you know, and if I stop doing it, it's because I don't like it anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. No, I think I think that that's great. I mean, hey, like I could go either way on it. You know, branding is important, right, for recognition. But what you're saying is like my branding is just what I feel that day. Like you're kind of like the rebel, like, I don't know, you give me like a little bit of rock and roll element, you know, to the <laughs> dance music scene, like in, in a good way. And I think I think that's super cool. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I would have to agree with you. I feel a little bit of a like a wild card uh, rock and roll mentality kind of guy. 
that's true. I am kind of a lunatic, but it's okay. <laughs> I accept who I am. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You have to. You have to accept who you are if you want other people to accept you. But yeah, and what so- I mean about branding is like, like, like the people will artists find themselves like being pressured by management and agents to like be something that ultimately they're not a lot of the times, but it's like, it's some, it's like mixed with the thought of like selling something. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, I don't know. For me, I just don't really feel like that's not what I'm in this for. I'm not here to sell anything to be honest with you, but I obviously I sell music, right. But I'm not really here to do that. I just, I just do art. I just do my music and I just want to be able to continue to do it. Right. That's all. It's very simple. So some of the artists I talk to, you know, either they teach lessons in production or like they have communities or they have merch or whatever. Are you saying that like for you, it's like you're a purist. You don't necessarily want to, um, you know, pursue those different things. It's like you just want to make music, make really good music and that's it. Um, like basically, yeah. But I mean, of course, if I was given the opportunity to create like, like cool merchandise, fuck, um, I would do it in a heartbeat. Cause I, I mean, I also, one of my biggest problems is I have too many ideas and I'm bombarded with so many ideas and I only have two hands. So, but yeah, no, I, I would definitely, if the opportunity uh, presents itself, yeah, for sure, I would get into. I feel like that's what's kind of like the new thing, right? An artist or a musician blows up, and then they start entering into the fashion industry and whatnot, right? It yeah. seems like that. It's like the new yeah, norm. It is. Well, I mean, you have these great components. You got roses. You have cigarettes. I think you have a foundation there to make a cool T-shirt. So I will be your first customer if you decide to go down that path. <laughs> That's fucking truly appreciated. <laughs> of course. So what so what do you got like on the horizon for you? We're almost at the end of the year. You know, holiday time is a little bit weird, like festival season slowing down. What's important for you, you know, from now in December 31st? So I've been making a bunch of records and they're just stacking up, to be honest with you. And I've actually even been sending them out to a bunch of big labels and big labels will be turning them down just because I think that the sound that is popular or where they're taking it is in a completely different direction to where I want to take it or where I want to go. And so I personally feel like the sound that I love is dying, to be honest with you. And so it puts a, it kind of puts a lot of pressure on me a little bit just because I'm like, yeah, no, I have to do this. I have to, I have to voice and show people what I like my idea before it's too late. And, and that I, and like the music industry just goes completely in a direction where I'm like, okay, I can't even partake in this just cause I'm not a fan. But, um, so currently I have, uh, so I run this record label called thanks for sending. I have a show, a showcase in San Francisco on the below audio SF, um, and Halcyon. It's at this place called Burger Rack. I'm bringing my brother Lucati, um, a friend over there, Que Lindo, um, and a couple other special guests to kind of showcase the what I'm what I'm pushing, the sound in SF, and go like I just we'll def- we'll see how it goes from there, you know. But that's definitely my my whole thing is my record label right now because that's 
There's nothing I believe in more than 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 my vision right now, musically. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm just gonna fucking I'm I'm going full force into my vision and hoping for the best. You know, that's, yeah, that's incredible. And are you? Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you Chilean? Yeah. yeah. So. So is that a big like influence in not just your music, but like, it sounds like you're trying to potentially uplift other Latin American artists and celebrate that sound. Big time. And I'm, I'm very stoked to finally see like me and Ruben have been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, it's nice to finally see like the Latin community starting to like, there's like, it's huge now in the Latin community. It's nice to see it, all these Latin DJs popping up, you know, usually it's been just, it's usually been like Caucasian DJs, British DJs, DJs from Netherlands like that. It's nice to see some some different cultures in the mix finally getting their limelight. So I'm in full support for sure. And yeah, honestly, Chile, I love that country. It's a beautiful place. The people are funnier than shit there. They have a very funny Spanish dialogue, which I, I believe like each Spanish country has their own little like dialogue it's its own little thing and to be honest i've ran into like colombians and argentinians that were speaking together and that you would find them go asking them what are you saying not, not understanding what they're saying because everyone has their own little like words in their country that they created i guess that no one else yeah. uses it's bizarre but yeah to be honest with you one of my dreams is my dream has actually always been to become just this legend in south america if I if I achieved that, I would be the happiest camper ever, forever. You know, like uh, I also aspire, I like to create to kind of cultivate a culture down there on the coast of Chile because I just think it's like a whole nother. It's like another. It can be another Ibiza, and and with the way Ibiza is turning out to be right now, because I feel like in, with Ibiza in Spain. I think the people of Spain are tired of like all the tourists coming over to party in their country and whatnot because they've started to shut down early and it's, it's kind of, it's bizarre. Whereas now Miami's kind of shining because of club space. I mean, the fact that they keep going if they want to keep going is one of the most magical things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's really cool, and it sounds like you're doing everything you know in alignment with that goal of becoming a legend in South America. Yeah. I, as a fan, uh, you know, of your music and other Latin American artists, what I love is hearing the cultural influences of the music that you grew up on, like mm. influencing and and inspiring tracks, and even incorporating those elements. Like you can just really hear, like that's to fans who are you know. I'm not a pr producer or musician, but I think I have like a pretty refined ear and I can pick up on those things. And that just shows me that the track has extra love and like history to it, you know? And it's just, it's just mm -hmm. really been like, you know, created with like this whole story behind it. So mm -hmm. I agree, like the more diverse cultures we can bring into dance music, like we desperately need that influence. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Well, tell people uh, before we wrap up, like where they can find you and, you know, any any tracks that you're pushing right now. Yeah. So um, you can obviously find me on all social, pla social media platforms just by typing in Dateless Music um, and got a bunch. Yeah. So 
what I what I would have to say is in January I'm pumping out an LP, which is the size of an album, but I'm not gonna call it an album because these are all just bangers, you know, just no no nonsense, just this is here party music, you know. Um, about 11 records or so coming out on my label. Thanks for sending in January and keep your eyes peeled for that because it's going to be, it's going to make a splash. I have a feeling. I'm very excited. (laughs) Thank you so, so much. It was so nice to talk to you and get to meet you. And hopefully we can do that in person someday. Absolutely. I look forward to it. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. If you guys liked today's episode, the best way to support the show is to subscribe and share with your friends. I have a little announcement about December that I am super excited about. The bread and butter of my online content is all about vision boarding and setting goals and achieving those goals. And so I'm really excited for an episode coming out in December. That's all about setting creative career goals that you can actually achieve because so often new year's resolutions, the ones that we set for ourselves are so lofty and so out of touch with what is actually feasible and reasonable that we end up not achieving them and then we just feel bad about ourselves. So I am going to give you some awesome tips on how to combat that and set goals you can actually achieve. I will see you guys next week.